0: You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. My heart desires to be like you in all that I do, all I Come like here a... Hold out a heart of compassion and grace A heart that your spirit fills May I show forgiveness and mercy The same way you've shown it to me Do they see Jesus? Do I communicate your love and your? communicate your love.
1: Stephanie, amen. All right. Well, if you have your Bibles this morning, I'm going uh, to take a text in Proverbs 31, but I'm preaching a topical message, which means I'll be sharing a number of verses with you on a specific topic today. And um, I do appreciate, I appreciate the guys that work back here in the audiovisual uh, department. That uh, takes a little bit of work to get all that done back there. And uh, one exciting thing with having a tray you back is we're going to try everybody to get on the same page. And one of my big things is I know there's been some concern about being able to hear well And my thing is going to be get it just. I'm going to tell my my new instruction is get it just as loud as you think we should go, and then two more times uh, on those mics. Amen. Uh, I mean, let's crank it up. All right. But uh, so it's it's sounding good, and I appreciate the work that those guys do. All right. Proverbs 31, uh, verse 28. I just want to read this one verse and then uh, give some thoughts to you this morning. The Bible says, "Her children arise up and call her blessed." Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Of course, this is talking about the virtuous woman. Uh, You know, I've mentioned some of these things in Sunday school today, uh, at the start of Sunday school, but I was just thinking about how much as time goes on, I appreciate you mothers more and more as time goes by. And, you know, I believe that mothers really are amazing and, and that God honors motherhood. And, you know, motherhood has been under attack uh, for decades, of course, by the, the feminazis and so forth have been at it for quite a while, trying to put being a mom somewhere on the bottom rung of the social ladder, but God doesn't look at it that way, that's for certain. Uh, but not only that, we think today, I, I, I mentioned as we were starting the, the, the first hour at 945, I said, whoever thought that it would be a bold statement to have and celebrate Mother's Day, uh, to acknowledge that there, there is a such thing as a mother. It's not a birthing person, is it? Uh, that's not what we're celebrating, birthing persons today. We're celebrating mothers, and we're celebrating women we're celebrating womanhood and uh, and motherhood as we find it in the Word of God. And so as we think about the stuff that's going on in our day, it's, it's a wonderful place to come to the house of God, open up the Word of God, and be reminded about what we're celebrating today, and that is mothers, all right? So there's four truths that I want to share with you today about motherhood, and then I want to give you my main thought today. But first, I want to share with you these first four truths. Number one, I want to share with you thinking about mothers, and that is the strength of motherhood. Right here in Proverbs 31, the Bible also says that strength and honor are her clothing. Strength and honor are her clothing. Think about the strength of motherhood. Now, For those of us that have never been mothers, uh, we might not be able to totally identify or hardly identify at all. But can you imagine the strength of motherhood? And I I imagine that there are some of you moms that you would have never thought you would have been able to uh, uh, go through nine months of pregnancy and experience all that is, and some of you have done it multiple times. Uh, Think about the strength, the sheer strength that it takes for a mother to physically uh, bear uh, a, a child. And not only the strength of motherhood from a physical standpoint, but also the strength of motherhood, thinking about the profound impact that you have as a mom on that child for the rest of their life. And I'll say more about that in a moment. But not only the strength of motherhood, but I think about the sacrifice of motherhood. The sacrifice of motherhood. In Luke 2.35, there was a reference. This was to Mary. And of course, the direct uh, interpretation was about the pain that she was going to experience from losing her son, Jesus Christ. But I believe that there's something that each mother could identify with. But he said this, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Uh, I'm not telling you moms anything. But is it true, moms, that that becoming a mother rearranges your life? I mean, think about it. Never the same again. You are never the same again once you have a child. Once you conceive a child, you're never the same again. Now, we know that this, during the the course of a pregnancy, takes a toll on uh, her body, but while she heals physically after birth, and the umbilical cord that has provided the baby with all that he or she needs to live is severed, there's still a raw emotional connection that will never leave that mother. Most of us don't understand that. Most of us can't appreciate that. Uh, this, it's a connection that leaves the mother vulnerable for the rest of her life. Uh, Some of you, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but there is no kind of emotional pain like parental pain, because there's no love quite like a parental love. So as a mom, when you enlist to become a mother, your life changes forever, uh and and i don't know about this i heard a woman just say yesterday she was quoted as to say that a woman never even looks herself the same once she has a baby she doesn't see herself in the same light that she used to see herself but i thought about this too and you moms tell me if i'm right or not becoming a mother means that you're going to battle worry for the rest of your life on a new scale Now you may have been a worrier before, but you battle worry on a different scale. Uh, for, For many moms, when they hear about a disaster, when they hear about something happening, they think, oh my goodness, what if that was my child? Or what if my child was involved in that? I remember uh, years ago, we, uh, we took the kids, and, and you know, us dads, uh, we'll, we'll get to Father's Day when we get there, but uh, thank God for dads, you know, but dads are nuts sometimes, right? And, and, and I think about the thing, and, and believe me, there's a purpose for both. But I can remember uh, years ago, and I can't remember how Evan how old Evan would have been when we went to, before, that's what I was going to say, about four years old. And so we're going tubing down a mountain creek. And that may not sound like a whole lot, but if you understood that there are a couple uh, several-foot waterfalls on this creek, and it is pretty rushing water as you go down. And we had to walk up and up and up the mountain. You could jump in at any time and tube down. But I mean, come on. We're here. We're going as high as you can go. Yeah, but Evan's only four. He needs to become a man. It's about time. It's time for him to become a man. So he needs to go to the top also uh and so we we go up there and and as we're walking up even i'm beginning to to look because i'm like man we're still going up and you're seeing the the water getting a little wider the time the higher you get toward the top and i'm like man i started kind of second guessing and that's really saying something because i'm the guy that's always like go for it and and they, they get hurt scraped, cut burned whatever man it'll be good for them they'll learn from it right Well, we got up there and sure enough, we we weren't on there for, for not even a minute before we hit the first waterfall and Evan flips out of his tube. I mean, I'm talking about the waterfall again. It's only about three or four feet, but I'm telling you, that's a lot when the water's coming pretty good, and, and down Evan goes under the water. My dad was right there, got him right back up and, and on, but it was still kind of chaotic because I ble- Hannah and Caitlin, maybe, I can't remember all which ones, but some just kept on floating down, and we're grabbing some out of here, and our tubes are going down the river, uh, or down the creek. Long story short... Evan was, we got him out of the water, Evan was fine, I was like, "Woo, okay, that was a close one, good, let's keep going. That was, that, was early, that was probably 10 in the morning, I don't know, early. We're laying in bed at 10 that night, and Melanie is just still sitting there, just thinking, oh my gosh, do you realize how, do you realize what happened today? Do you realize what could have happened? And she was still sitting there 12 hours, and I'm like, honey, that was long ago. It's fine. Why are you worried? You moms ever get asked that question? But as soon as you become a mother, you will battle worry for the rest of your life. There's a sorrow connected with being a mother. I I think about myself, my precious mom. uh, You know, I would say that sometimes us as kids... Can be jerks. Any mom say Amen right there. Um, but really, it's just that we're oblivious and we don't know, um, you know. But I think about my dear mom. Now she knew I was leaving home. I'd already bought a house. Uh, I was engaged to Melanie. We were uh, going to be getting married in, in several uh, months from that time. And uh, and and I, but I just came home one day from work, and I just started kind of packing up my room and carrying stuff out to my car and. And my mom comes in there and I can still see her to this day. She walks into my room and she says, well, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm moving out. And, and, and I didn't tell her when I was moving out, but I just decided that'd be a good... She said, now? I'm like, yeah. You know, I, I got the paint done, I got some of the work done and I'm ready to go. And I could just still see that, look, she knew I was going to have... She, but I guess the fact that... But to me, I'm like, What's the big deal? Get over it, lady. I mean, come on, I'm a man, you know. But there she is. I could still see her just in shock and a broken heart as I'm walking out the door for the last time. And to me, it, I could care less. I mean, uh, you know, looking back on it now, I sure wished I'd have hugged her a little longer or or spent a little bit more time, especially considering she passed away within, uh, you know, a year or so after that. But, and then I remember too, I remember uh, my mother-in-law, my sweet little mother-in-law, uh, I remember that she... Uh, you know here we are in our mid-twenties we have Hannah we have Caitlin we have two babies but we got something else we've got God's calling on our life and so I said hey moving the family out to South Dakota it's excited. we're taking off and uh, and I don't know what was wrong with some of the family they weren't happy for it. some of them were and and I think Patty may have acted like she was a little bit but uh, years later, uh, Patty revealed to me, she said, Jesse, she said, it took me a long time to forgive you. It took me a long time to forgive you. I mean, can you imagine that? Her, her sweet Melanie and, and then these sweet little, little, little Hannah, little Caitlin. I mean, just being, I mean, Caitlin wasn't even a year old. I mean, Hannah was uh, two. I mean, maybe Hannah, Caitlin was right over uh, a year, but they were just babies. And bam, I'm taking your grandbabies off miles away uh, from where you are and I had no I didn't understand why a mom could have that sorrow but some of you know what it's like uh, some of you can identify with that what I'm saying is and there's other examples but those are a couple things see I, I wasn't feeling the connection at that moment when I was leaving my house for the last time I wasn't feeling that connection, and Melanie perhaps wasn't quite feeling that same connection, maybe more than me as a man, but wasn't quite feeling that same connection as we pulled out and put, put North Carolina in our rearview mirror and turned our vehicle toward this way. But I'm telling you, Mama was. Mama was broken. Mama was sorrowful because she there there's a connection that a mom has with her child that is just absolutely unexplainable and something that we can't understand there is a sorrow i'm talking about the sacrifice of motherhood your life becomes less valuable to you when you become a mother in other words there is nothing you wouldn't do in a moment you would give your life for your child but you don't want to have to give your life because you hope to live out many days. But you're not necessarily hoping out to live out many days so that you can just live out your life as an old person or something. You're, living out, you're hoping to live out many days so you can continue to see the growth of your child into adulthood. Maybe hold grandbabies one day. Hopefully have this relationship with your adult children, you know. That's why you want to live. In other words... See, us. many of us just don't get it, but for moms, it's just not about them anymore. And it's not about their interest. There's a connection. There's something greater for a mother. Her dreams get wrapped up in the dreams that she has for her kids. And so may I say, may God help us to appreciate our mothers on Mother's Day. God help us to give our moms and wives a break. Uh, and what I mean by that is this, uh, it is no secret, uh, I probably shouldn't bring this up on Mother's Day, but it's no secret that moms can have a reputation for being annoying. Is that rude to say? There, there, there's these, you know, you know and, and putting on guilt trips and things, right? Why don't you call me? Why don't you come by? Why don't you, you know, and all these things. Anybody got a mama like that? Don't raise your hand if she's here, all right? Uh, get it down. Um, but, uh, but, the th- but I'm saying, give, you, give we need to, men, we need, to give, we need to give our wives a break, and all of us need to give our moms a break. For those of us that will never become mothers, we'll never get it, but we need to at least somehow learn to appreciate the fact that we were carried in her womb for, you know, typically nine months, maybe somewhere a little earlier, but typically nine months. And I'm telling you, you have there's a connection there that will never be severed. And if and, and I want to encourage you to hear this, with everything that seems and, and and listen, I'm not all about guilt trips, and I would encourage moms to try to find other ways, uh, but I will say this: whatever it is that you may be hearing from your mom, whatever may seem feel like nagging or questioning or and by the way I'm telling you I'm looking at I know there's some people sitting here today I can think of at least one person that wish they had a mom like that that cared that much about them because not everybody has a mom like that to be honest but most of us do but man if we would just understand and learn to appreciate that that's their way of trying to say I love you when they're hurt when there, whatever it is, if we could just hear that as love, even though it doesn't come across that way all the time, questions, 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 whatever it may be. See, because God Almighty is the one who created this inseparable, inexplicable connection between a mother and her children. So may we again uh, think about that as we may think about maybe intrusive ways or annoying ways And may we think of those as expressions of love from our mothers. And so the strength of motherhood, the sacrifice of motherhood. I want to say thirdly, the stewardship of motherhood. The Bible says in Psalm 127 verse 3, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is His reward. So think about that. Children are an heritage of the Lord. In other words, children really belong to the Lord. And He gives those children to mothers as well as fathers to raise them. And then we'll one day give an account, so the stewardship of motherhood. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and am persuaded that in thee also. So, uh, and then also Proverbs 22, verse 6, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Folks, a mom, honestly, a mom has some of the greatest influence. I mean, man, you know, there's the old saying that the hand that rocks the cradle rocks the world and uh, moms have some the, the greatest influence on the world, on their young people, on their kids. And so there's a stewardship involved in that. Train up a child in the way that he should go, which means that not every child is the same. How many of you know not every kid's the same? It's not like a paint-by-number situation, is it? Every child is different. Uh, you, ever, you ever think about this? I'm sure you probably have. Uh, you know, people oftentimes just like a, I mean, you treat the first child like porcelain, don't you? You treat the first child like porcelain. I mean, you don't go out of you don't go out of the house without spraying them down with a can of Lysol, wrapping them in bubble wrap, and and, and setting up a t- setting up a ten foot perimeter around them. Right? You can look, but just from afar. But, uh, I mean, you think about that. But, but you, you, the, the fir- you know, I think about the first kid. The first kid drop, drop, drops their passy. Their pacifier falls out, hits the floor. What do you do? Man, you better go boil that thing for about ten minutes. Well, by the time the second one's pacifier hits the floor, you, you just tell the dog to go fetch it and bring it back. And, <laughs> right? It just changes. Uh, you know, it, it, if, you're, if you're the youngest... If you're the youngest child, on the other hand, you know, especially if you have many siblings, it probably took you years to learn your first name for sure, wasn't it? I mean, you wasn't sure, you know, is it Hankev Natalie? You're thinking, what is Hankev? I mean, what is that prefix that's coming up there? But I mean, there's all these things about uh, kids being different. But so the, the stewardship of motherhood. Moms, you have a great impact on your children, which leads me to the last of my four points and then the main thought that I want to give you, and that is the shame of motherhood. The shame of motherhood. Now, bear with me just a moment. What I just simply mean by that is, uh, is a condition that for many women, many mothers have battled since the very first time they heard their baby cry, and it's something that they call mommy guilt. Mommy guilt. In other words, wondering, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right thing? You know, I just got off that verse on stewardship. You know, how do you feel about that, moms? knowing that you're going to be the one that gives an account. These kids have been put in your hands by God Almighty. When I say the shame of motherhood, I'm not talking about necessarily a justifiable shame, but I'm talking about an understandable shame. And so the the, the thought that I want to give to you over these next few moments, and it's just simply this, a mother's guide to living with grace over guilt. Because I think there's a lot of times moms are going around with shame that they should not be living with. Some of you moms may be down on yourself. Some of you moms may be kicking yourself. And in all reality, uh, you should be living with grace over guilt. And I want to try to give you uh, a few ways today. I want to try to give you four ways to show you how you can live with grace over guilt. There was a lady who polled some of her friends and she asked this question. What made them feel guilty as a mother? What made them feel guilty? And she said the answers were not surprising to her. And here's, was what, here's what was some of the top answers. Not spending enough time with the kids. Uh, you know, I, I think about you that got kids graduating. As a matter of fact, wow, I can think of at least three in here today that are here right now that their first child is graduating and it's a lot of times in these times that you start thinking to yourself oh my goodness I wished I had more time I wished I had spent more time but one of the things that moms feel guilt over is not spending enough time with their kids another one is not meeting their emotional needs not meeting their emotional needs Uh, You know, I I heard this the other day. It's awful. Should I repeat it? Is it too late not to? Uh, I'll just say this much. Uh, Have you ever noticed that your kids can be annoying moms? Do you ever get kind of annoyed with your kids? Uh, You know, I think think of some of the the stay-at-home moms. They have a bunch of kids running around. Your kids can drive you crazy sometimes. And I think one of the things that moms can feel guilty of is the times that they don't always handle things they wish that they would, right? Or the way that they would. And so one of those is not meeting the emotional needs of their child. Uh, another one was taking time away for, for, uh, from them for self-care. In other words, if a mom says, you know what? I'm going to leave you with your dad or a sitter for a little bit. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go walk. I'm going to go uh, have, a, have, have a meal with friends. But then you feel guilty for doing it. Not playing enough with them or doing what other moms do. I'll say more about that in a moment. Doing what other moms do. In this social media age, in this blog age, you can find some real super moms out there. You can find some super moms that you just can't hold a a candle to or at least that's the way it's put out there. But uh, but so one of the things moms feel guilty for is not playing enough or not doing what other moms do. And then the last one I'll share is this: not feeding them enough healthy food, uh, which I just say keep giving them whatever. But anyway, uh, but uh, but but here's the pattern. Here's the pattern. The pattern is two words, and that's this: not enough, not enough, not enough time. Not enough patience, not enough emotional care, not enough, not enough, not enough. That's the the theme, all right? So what I want to do is the next time you are beginning to wallow in guilt, again, whether you legitimately mess things up or, or just are worried that you did, I want you to meditate on these four truths, all right? And I would encourage you to write them down. Number one, number one is acceptance. Acceptance, not enough. All right? That's a pretty sneaky little lie that mamas give undeserved brain space. Not enough. Not enough. See, because it's sneaky, because in one sense, it holds a kernel of truth. And here's what I mean by acceptance it holds a kernel of truth. The Bible says this For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I've explained that verse to you before. But what it means there to come short of the glory of God, it means to miss the mark. It means that you're aiming for the bullseye, but you don't quite get the bullseye. You miss the mark. Now, how many of you mothers miss the mark? And we're talking about guilt here, and I'm not trying to guilt you. I'm trying to get you to accept something. Every one of us mothers... Nope, nope. Every one of you mothers falls short of perfection. I didn't see if you was paying attention still. See, I, you, you know, you know what some of those online moms are, don't you? And you know maybe what your what your friend that that seems to have it all together. You know what you know what's going on with her, don't you? It's it's like the little boy out in the country, you know. I mean, it, it was it was the the fellow that was out driving across Iowa. He was a salesman, and he he's driving across, and, and he's out in the, hitting these country roads, and and uh, and he he comes up and out off in the distance, he sees the little boy out there shooting arrows at a barn. He's got his bow shooting arrows at the barn. I think this is the way Trey does, but I don't know, and uh, better not be Grandpa's uh, building. But anyway. Um, the man he slowed he slowed as he saw and then he had to stop because when he looked there was there was uh, bullseyes all over that garage, and that boy had hit every one of the bullseyes. The man was amazed, and he said, "How in the world do you hit the bullseye every single time?" He said, "Oh, it's easy. Watch." So he, he, he pulls back and lets that arrow fly, and boom, it hits the barn. And down he runs to the barn, and there's, little, there's two cans of paint down there. And he takes a little red paint, and he paints a little red dot right around where that arrow hit. And then he takes the lines out from there. Is that how you hit the bullseye tray? Sometimes. <laughs> but what I'm simply trying to say is this, that's how some of them do it. In other words, uh, there's a little bit of uh, smoke and mirrors going on. The thing I'm just trying to, when I talk about acceptance, Mom, you love your kids. We've already established that. You've got an inexplicable, uh, undeniable love for your kids. You want to be 100. You want to be bam every time in that bullseye. But I got news for you. There's not been a mother that's lived yet that hits that bullseye every time. Now you may get close sometimes, but not, that mom's not hitting that bullseye every single day. And I'm just trying to get you to accept that, all right? So no, the very first thing is acceptance. Now here's the thing. Uh, when, the fact that we come short, and I'll say something about that in a moment, but there's something else about that. Don't get caught up in, it, in the comparison game because I said every mom misses. Because you say, yeah, every mom misses, but not as bad as I do. Not as poorly as I do. Well, let me tell you something. Do not get caught up. This is a part of acceptance. Do not get caught up in the comparison game. And now it's fine to get encouragement from the moms I'm mentioning, from the books that we're talking about. Get encouraged. Look at some a mother that you respect and just say, "Man, I'm going to learn some things from her." But be careful about getting caught up in comparison. See, uh, because. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 12, For we dare not, we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Don't get caught up in comparing yourself to other moms. You're not other moms. You're you. And and before you tell me that's the problem, I'm going to move on to the second thing, all right? A mother's guide to living with grace over guilt. Number one, acceptance. Number two, dependence. Dependence. What would happen to you as a mother if you did hit the bullseye every time? You'd probably be posting online about it, wouldn't you? And you'd probably be saying, here's how the greatest mom that does it right every time does it. And you'd probably be making a really big deal about it But you know who would be getting the glory for that? You would. You know who who gets the glory when you're missing the mark? But God's helping you and strengthening you and making a difference? God does. And so, dependence. One of the great things about coming short, one of the great things and the good news for you as a mom, coming short of the glory of God, missing the mark, is this. God wants to help you. Amen? See, that feeling of not enough is a lie because Christ is more than enough. His love for you, His intervention on your behalf give you a brand new start each and every time you feel less than. Accept it and just say, Lord, here am I. I'm weak, but God, You're strong and I need You today. I need Your help. I need you to help me in this area. See, because the fact of the matter is, one of the things that we struggle with when it comes to comparison, I'll just say one more thing about that, that we fail to realize is that we look at a mom that is stronger in an an area that you're not strong in. But what you fail to realize is that you're probably strong in another area that she's weaker in. Because again, nobody's hitting it right every time. God did not save you and gift you with this high calling of being a mother because you were the very best. No. He did it so that you could experience His grace. That's good news. He he did it so you could experience His power, His enablement. That way your boasting is in Christ. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says this, and he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. There's a very important principle we need to understand here, and it's this you think of your weakness as a liability, you've got it all wrong. Because God says our weakness is God's opportunity. Your weakness is nothing more than God's opportunity. So there's an acceptance, yes, here I come short. But then there's a dependence, Lord, where I'm weak, I need you to be strong. So let me ask you this question. This is why I say your weakness isn't a liability. Your weakness is an opportunity. Which is stronger, your strength or God's strength? Which is stronger, the areas that you're naturally strong in or the supernatural ways that God can make you strong? I think we know the answer to that question. He says, that's why the Apostle Paul said, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. By the way, the, the word grace, one of the meanings for the word grace is gift. God, listen, moms, you are a gift. You've been given an amazing gift, and in, 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 in addition to that, when you have grace over guilt, it means that God's going to gift you with what you need. He's going to strengthen you in the areas that you're weak, all right? The Bible says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So, a mother's guide to living with grace over guilt, number one, acceptance, number two, dependence, number three, confession. Confession. See, the first step to healing is confession. Now, because here's the point. That as a mom, maybe you have done something that's not right. Maybe you have sinned. Well, in that case, let me tell you what to do. Confess it. Repent over it. You know, but here's the thing about that. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. And say, Lord, this is an area to where I have sinned. He say, "Preacher, you're not supposed to try to preach uh, the devil out of moms on Mother's Day. Well, we all need it sometimes, don't we? And if you've sinned as a mom, confess it and get it right. And, 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 and here's what true confession is. True confession and repentance go together. Because true confession agrees with God. And that's literally what the, word, the Greek word means to say the same thing as God. So what we do when we confess is we confess and forsake. We're honest, and we're open, and we confess. And here's the thing about it. The Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to do what, church? Remember? Forgive us. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Here's what I'm trying to tell you today. When you confess your sin... Not only do you have confession, you have the last point, and that is moving forward. It's it's accepting God's forgiveness. In other words, it's this. Are you still, and you've heard me preach this and and apply it in different ways. Moms, number one, maybe maybe your guilt is just totally uh, undeserved in the sense that you can't just be guilting yourself because you missed the mark. Accept that. Depend on Christ and trust Christ and be okay with that. Put your children in God's hands. But if there's an area to where you've sinned and you've come short, I mean, clearly, you confess it to God. Get it right if you need to get it right with someone else in your family, husband, children, whoever it may be. And then once you do, understand this. God forgives you. So therefore, if you're forgiven, don't go around acting guilty. Accept God's grace. Hold on to God's grace. Hold on to His forgiveness. All right. So move forward. I'll tell you something else about confession. The Bible says in James five sixteen confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. I don't know, but I imagine this is some of the stuff that probably goes on around our blessed moms group. Being real. You know these ladies that get together uh, on a regular basis, normally on Tuesdays, and I imagine they get together and sometimes and they'll say, "Man, I'm really struggling with this," and I got to be honest with you, I lost it this week about that, whatever it is. In other words, sometimes when we confess our faults one to another, don't go around here trying to be Little Miss Priss and Little Miss Perfect all the time. It's okay to say, "No, it, it's it's hard. I struggle. I struggle sometimes." And so confess it to God, learn to confess it to others. And then, there again, I'll emphasize move forward. One of the hardest things about accepting this grace over guilt, but, moms, I want to encourage you here it's a challenge. But you're up for the challenge. God will give you the grace. And that is literally this accepting His forgiveness by faith. Saying it doesn't, and by the way, can I tell you something else? Some of you, moms, you're beating yourself up over years stuff that went on years ago. Man, listen, I'm just trying to encourage you, Mom. Don't let don't don't do that to yourself. Don't let the devil do that to you. What good is that doing exactly right now? Is there something you need to make right about that? Make it right. Well, I've tried to make it right. Okay, then. Move on. I'm, I'm, I want to encourage you to. I want to encourage you to say, okay, what about tomorrow? Oh, man, when my kid, you know, you talk, I, 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 can, I can tell you one thing, as a parent, as a dad, I can identify, you know, as I'm sitting here and my uh, youngest is 15, my oldest is going to be 24, man, I can identify with regrets and I can identify with guilt. But I want to tell you something today, it does us no good to learn from the past, but do not live in the past. Do not let your soul be bogged down. Do not be chained with guilt, moms. Just don't do it. You can be freed by accepting God's forgiveness and by looking forward to the future. What can you do today? What can you do tomorrow to help that relationship? You cannot go back at all. So be real. It's hard to accept God's forgiveness. It's hard to accept and believe by faith because the point I'm trying to make is this. You may confess and still feel just as guilty as you ever have. But moms, what do we know? The Bible says the just shall live by faith. We don't live by our feelings. We, we don't let our feelings dictate our lives. No, we live by faith. Did you confess? Yes. But I still don't feel It don't matter. It ain't about your feelings. It's about faith. You just need to lift your hands up and rejoice and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. See, because a lot of times if you'll exercise faith, the feelings will come later. But we're not looking for the feelings. We're living by faith. Did God forgive you? Yes! Then act like it. Act like it. Don't go around acting guilty when you've been pardoned. Your loving Savior wants wants you to live in faith instead of fear, anxiety, and guilt. God's grace is sufficient, moms. He fills in the gaps where you fall short. And because of this, your heart can have His peace. Let's all stand, please, as we prepare to dismiss. And I want to read Hebrews 10, verse 22. The Bible says this, Let us draw near with the true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. In other words... We can have assurance, faith, a true heart cleansed from that evil conscience, that accusing, guilty conscience today. I don't know where you stand today, Mom, but I tell you what, you sure are special. (laughs) You sure are a blessing. I commend you, and God's Word commends you for your strength your sacrifice, your stewardship. Boy, and God wants you to learn to live in that grace realm and not the guilt realm. Will you today just grab hold of His grace? Grab hold of His forgiveness? Men, we don't understand our wives and that connection they have as a mom. But man, we can give them a break. We can try, try to be supportive. We, we, we probably ought not be trying to tell our wives to get over stuff that, uh, that we don't really understand and move past it. I wish, oh how I wish, that we could just recognize today that how much our moms just love us. We might not always like the way they express that love, but I just wish we could just remember they love us. There may be personality conflicts. There may be a lot of other things. But mom loves you. Hey, if your mother's still living, reach out to her. Love her if you can. Call her if you can. Hug her if you can. Well, I tell you what, there's some of us here today that, man, we, we miss our moms. And uh, and I look forward to seeing her one day. But, boy, I'd love to call her today. I'd love to talk to her. I'd love to see her today. And I may before the day's in. Who knows? But uh, but the thing I'm telling you is this. Moms are ble- are a blessing. Amen. May God help us to honor them and love them. And uh, may God help you, Mom, to live with grace over guilt. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your blessing. And I pray that you would encourage the hearts of Mom, encourage us as children and as husbands. Lord, help us to be what you'd have us to be toward those special moms in our lives. And I want to pray, God, if there's anybody here today that is not saved by the grace of God. Lord, how I pray that today they would see their need to confess their sinfulness before You. God, You went to the cross showing Your love to a lost and a dying world. And I pray if there's anybody here today that is not saved, that today would be the day that they humble themselves and confess their sins before You and receive You as Lord and Savior. Well, thank You for that, dear Lord, and bless You. For it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day.